This is the Six Man Show, a brand new Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? This is the Six Man Show, your podcast home for the 2019 Orlando Magic playoff run. I'm your host, Jonathan Osborne. Today's format is going to be a little bit different with the show here. My co-host, William Robles, being out of town yesterday and also today. But we did want to bring you guys a show for this upcoming Monday uh, you know, so that you can get your dose of the Orlando Magic and the six-man show. Prep us you know, going into to Tuesday's game, game two against the Toronto Raptors. Magic fans, nobody thought that we could do it. Many of our fans did not think we could do it, myself included. I was not sure that we would be able to go into Toronto, a hostile environment. Many of our guys without you know, little, if any, playoff experience at all going up against Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka, Danny Green, Kyle Lowry, Marcus Gasol. Just the playoff experience on that opposing side, just tons and tons and tons, but the guys got it done. The Orlando Magic 104-101. to Beat the Toronto Raptors in the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, in Jurassic Park, and in dramatic fashion. I am going to dive a little bit into the game here, but you guys know the, the, the tale of the tape here. Kawhi Leonard is hitting huge shots in the fourth quarter. Aaron Gordon draped all over him, knocking down a pull-up three, knocking down a, a fading baseline jumper from the left side. Game is tied up. Marcus All with a wide-open corner three. It rims out. We grab the rebound. Steve Clifford does not call a timeout, does not allow the Toronto Raptors to go over how they want to defend this final play. Nikola Vucevic and, and DJ Augustin in the high pick and roll, switching Kawhi Leonard off of DJ. Marcus Saul sags back. Like the, I, I, can't, I can't even remember the, the guy's name. I was watching the Fox Sports Florida telecast of this game but the ESPN analyst as DJ pulled up that three DJ Augustin for three you bet DJ hits that three magic go up by three with just over three seconds left Kawhi Leonard airballs the the three over Aaron Gordon in the Orlando Magic take game one in the Eastern Conference quarterfinals against the Toronto Raptors once again 104 to 101 cannot stress how great of a game that was to watch, not only as a Magic or a Raptors fan, but just as a basketball fan in, in general. This game had everything that, that you would want, even down to the the huge shots. You know, not quite a buzzer beater, but three seconds left. It's that that's as as good as it's gonna get. I mean, there was even blood in this game. We'll 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 talk more about all of that um, in in just a moment. But my major takeaway from this game, from the Raptors side of things, is that Kawhi Leonard. That playoff Kawhi Leonard is still very much a real thing. From the opening outsets of this game, this guy was pulling out the entire offensive arsenal. The the turnarounds, the the pull-up jumpers, the, the, the hard drives to the basket where he just threw Aaron Gordon completely out of the way. Playoff Kawhi is very much a real thing. As well as Aaron Gordon defended Kawhi Leonard. And, I mean, this guy, was he was draped over Kawhi the entire game, played him about as well defensively as you possibly could ask for. Kawhi Leonard still goes off. 25 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 10 of 18 from the floor, 3 of 5 from the 3-point line. And then Pascal Siakam, this guy who more than likely is going to be voted in a few weeks here, the most improved player in the NBA, and 
This guy definitely deserves it. 24 points, 9 rebounds. Did get off to a little bit of a rough start in this game, but ended up 12 of 24 from the floor, 0 of 4 from 3. Thank the good Lord. Once again, Jonathan Isaac was just draped over him the entire game, contesting, doing his very best to stay in front of him, but this guy was just knocking down tough shot after tough shot. Just can't say enough about how well uh, Pascal Siakam played in this game. Really was, who I mean, whoever was on him, if it was Jonathan Isaac or Evan Fournier, just that second half, it just did not seem like anybody could stop that, that guy from scoring. Kyle Lowry, anybody who's listened to this show fairly recently over the past seven or eight weeks that we've been doing this knows that I absolutely cannot stand Kyle Lowry. I cannot stand his face. He's just a crybaby, complains constantly to, to the referees when he doesn't get calls and just runs his mouth and really just don't care for him. But to see him go 0 of 7 from the floor, 0 of 6 from 3, 0 of 2 from the free throw line, obviously we don't expect that to continue into game two. He'll probably bounce back, but was not mad at all about the fact that Kyle Lowry dropped an egg um, here in, in game one. So really, apart from, from that, Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka, you know, those guys seemed like they were giving, you know, Vooch, you know, issues the entire night, you know, as, as far as um, him just really struggling offensively, struggling with the post-ups. If the the Raptors are, are going to continue to collapse on Vooch's post-ups and, you know, send double teams, which they did do a few times yesterday, we're really going to need a few of our other guys uh, to, to get going. As much as, you know, as many of you know, DJ Augustin leads the way in this one, 25 points, 9 of 13 from the floor, 4 of 5, you know, from the three-point line, 3 of 4 from the free-throw line. Once again, 25 points, two rebounds, six assists. DJ Augustin just was absolutely incredible. You know, this game, a lot of people, especially in the the Raptors media, a few of their podcast guys, you know, over on on their side saying that uh, it's just incredible. It's insane that the Orlando Magic are a playoff team, you know, with DJ Augustin as, you know, their starting point guard. But just absolutely could not ask for anything more out of DJ Augustine this night and then as as we go down the you know the roster here as we go down the box score we got a little bit of help uh you know from a, a few different guys Evan Fournier with 16 points Nikola Vucevic played very poorly but ended up with 11 points eight rebounds three of 14 from the floor Jonathan Isaac did play particularly well in this one 11 points eight rebounds five of 10 from the floor did have a huge corner three in that fourth quarter, but going forward, we are going to have to have him knock down those shots a little bit more efficiently. Aaron Gordon, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 of 10 from the floor. Didn't really get it going offensively, but I think he's probably just expanding most of his you know his energy, trying to stay in front of Kawhi Leonard on the other uh, end of the floor. Terrence Ross did not shoot very well. 10 points, 2 of 11, 1 of 5 from the three-point line. We are going to need him to shoot better in the next one. Did get you know some decent minutes out of Michael Carter-Williams. 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 of 8 from the floor, 2 of 3 from the 3-point line, and 1 gigantic bloody nose pouring all over his face uh, you know, with a no-call thanks to the referees. Did get a, you know some decent minutes out of Ken Birch. 6 points, 7 rebounds, 2 of 4 from the floor, and 2 of 3 free throws to add in his 14 minutes of play here. Wessa Wundu, 5 points in just over... Nine minutes of action in this one. Would like to see West get a little bit more run in the next game, but it's the playoffs. You've really got to keep these lineups tight. I mean, Jonathan Isaac played 
39 minutes in this one, the most of, of any Magic player. So I think Steve Clifford, you know, really just trusting Isaac and wanted to keep that that length, you know, that defensive presence on the floor, you know, as well. Siakam did play 42 minutes, so I think just Steve Clifford wanted to go with Isaac over West for the majority of this one at that three spot, you know, just to to keep somebody, uh, you know, from trying to stop Siakam. I mean, you really can't stop that guy, but you really just do your best, you know, to contain that. But, um, I mean, the Magic really had this one going, you know, in the the second half, in the second quarter, excuse me, looked like they were going to take a very comfortable lead into halftime. They were up 16 with just over, I think it was a minute or a minute and a half left in, in the first half. And then Toronto goes on a eight to nothing run, you know, just a frenzy to end that first half, cut the, the lead to, to eight. And then it was really just a, a dog fight, you know, from, from that point on. Very closely contested second half. The Raptors, you know, starting with that eight to nothing run at the end of the second quarter, uh, they expanded that into the third quarter to basically go on a twenty to two run. Magic were down one heading into the fourth quarter, and then this fourth quarter, I mean, we had questions about whether or not this team had the playoff experience or you know the the mental toughness even after this you know twenty two and nine run that they went on to finish the regular season to propel this team into the playoffs. But we still questioned whether or not this team was going to be able to go into the playoffs into a hostile environment, large underdogs, and whether or not the moment was going to be too big for this team. Down one going into the fourth quarter against a team that has NBA Finals aspirations, who has NBA Finals expectations, for this team to play as well as they did and as hard as they did in that fourth quarter, every single time that the Raptors came with a haymaker, the Orlando Magic countered with one of their own. Every huge shot in the closing minutes that Kawhi Leonard hit. I mean, Kawhi Leonard hits that three from the wing over Aaron Gordon, and all Aaron Gordon can do is, is basically shake his head and, and run the other way. Then... Very next series, Kawhi Leonard comes down. Danny Green is is coming to set a screen on Aaron Gordon to free Kawhi Leonard up, possibly to switch on to, I believe it was DJ Augustine at the time. Kawhi Leonard waved waved Danny Green off. He wanted Aaron Gordon one-on-one. In my opinion, somebody that has the potential to be one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA For Kawhi Leonard to want to take this guy one-on-one, I mean, that says a lot about Kawhi, but Kawhi dribbles to the left and hits a basically fadeaway jumper over Aaron Gordon. All you you can do is, is you see Aaron Gordon just, I mean, drop his shoulders just for a split second, shake his head, and then start running the other way. This Magic team had every opportunity and every chance to, to give up, to cave, but they absolutely did not. They kept fighting. They kept making plays, and they were able to come out with the victory in this one. Steve Clifford has just done a phenomenal job. I know that we've said this over and over on this podcast, but has just done an incredible job of changing the culture, changing the, I mean, at this point, the perspective of this team. We'll get to the media in just a moment. But changing, I mean, giving this team, you know, mental toughness and and a backbone so many of these games this year, so many instances like this where it comes down to the, the final minutes in the game and the other team hits a huge shot, so many times in years past, we lose that game right at that moment, whether there's two minutes on the clock or 
or 30 seconds on the clock or whatever the case may be. So many years passed. These are the type of types of games that we lose. Just hats off to Steve Clifford for getting this team ready, not just for this game, but you know, for this run that they've gone on for just making sure that they stayed the course, you know, kept being consistent and getting them ready for moments like this. Kawhi Leonard hits that shot to put the Raptors up by two. The Magic come back down the other end of the floor. DJ Augustin blows by Danny Green, goes right at Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam to hit a layup to tie up the game. The Raptors come back down to the other you know end of the floor, get a great look from Marcus All from that left short corner. It rattles out. We get the rebound and, and we're dribbling up the floor. And I'm thinking to myself, please God, please God, please call a timeout, please call a timeout, because I wanted us to get the best shot. But Obviously, I'm not an NBA head coach. Steve Clifford obviously knows much better than I do. DJ Augustine said after the game, that final possession, they wanted Marcus All in that pick and roll. The Magic got what they wanted. For whatever reason, some kind of miscommunication between Kawhi and, and Marcus All. Kawhi thought that they were switching. Marcus All was trying to stay, you know, with Vooch because they were not switching. And then he sags off of DJ Augustine. DJ Augustine who at that point had already had 22 points on the game. He rises up, hits that huge three, and all of Central Florida absolutely goes nuts. I mean, it, it was quite the, the scene here in, in my house as well. Just so proud of, of how well this team played and how this you know, team fought. Michael Carter-Williams, is you know, he's coming off of you know, a screen in that fourth quarter. Kyle Lowry, who I can't stand, you know, extends that arm, catches Michael Carter-Williams right across the nose. He throws up a shot and falls to the ground. The Raptors are, are headed back the other way. Norman Powell gets a, a layup the other end as, as they've got numbers four to five. And then you see the on the Fox Sports Florida broadcast, the only thing that you could see was Michael Carter-Williams collect himself up off of the ground, sprint the other way at the officials, and I'm thinking, oh my God, this guy has lost his mind. He's going to get, you know, a technical foul. And uh, at this point, we, you know, really can't afford, you know, the Toronto Raptors, you know, getting a free points and the ball. And then I'm thinking to myself, man, why aren't the the referees teeing this guy up? And as he turns and heads to walk towards the Orlando Magic bench, you just see blood just all over his face, pouring out of his nose. If his nose is not broken, and maybe he might even come into the next game wearing a, a Rip Hamilton you know, face mask. I'll be absolutely amazed. But uh, he goes back to the locker room, you know, gets you know, his, his nose you know, clogged with some kind of material to stop it from bleeding. I, I'm not even sure you know, what, what they did. But he comes into the game you know, for that final you know, defensive possession. Just can't say enough about his toughness. But just hats off to the Orlando Magic you know, just all the way around. Orlando Magic once again wins this game, wins game one of the you know Eastern Conference quarterfinals against the Toronto Raptors, 104 to 101. Now on to the media. Obviously, you know, like most of the Orlando Magic fans, I watched the Fox Sports Florida telecast, you know, of this game. I did go over to ESPN a couple times, you know, just to see what they were saying or you know what their insight of the game was. I decided to jump over, you know, during halftime to, to see what the ESPN halftime show, you know, was going to say about the Orlando Magic. I'm pretty sure the ESPN halftime show they spent more time talking about Amir Johnson and Joel Embiid 
you know, some kind of cell phone situation on the bench during the, the Sixers and, and Nets game than they spent talking about the Orlando Magic. I think they might have spent a grand total of 30 seconds during their halftime talking about the Orlando Magic. And then after the game, the uh, little bit of downtime there was between the, the Magic game and then I think it was the Clippers and Warriors, they proceeded to spend more time talking about the fact that Kyle Lowry scored zero points in this game then they did talking about the Orlando Magic's defensive intensity or the, the grit and the heart that they showed hanging around with the, the number two seed, how well that Steve Clifford had prepared this team, you know, for this game and for this series and, you know, about how our, our young guys, you know, were not necessarily rattled, you know, in this, this hostile environment. But that that's fine. I mean, we still have, you know, other media outlets and, you know, People that that follow the you know the Raptors and um, guys that do podcasts for them that are saying you know after the game that Steve Clifford mentioned that we need to get uh, Nikola Vucevic you know some more post ups and there there are people that are saying that oh well if you know the Magic want to you know post up you know Nikola Vucevic that you know that's you know great for us how do teams think that we won forty two games how do they think that Nikola Vucevic is a first time All Star. It's not from him, you know, picking and popping and, you know, shooting 18-footers or, you know, 25-foot three-pointers. It's from us feeding our Montenegrin big man, him putting you on his shoulder and going right over the top of you over and over and over again. And then when you send help, we're kicking the ball out, rotating it to the open man. They're getting either a, an open lane to the basket or they're shooting a short corner three. That's how this offense has run the entire season. You couple that with our, at this point, elite defense, and that's how we've got to this point. Yes, it's one game. Yes, the Magic have a long way to go. Yes, I thought that maybe the Magic could steal one game or maybe two games you know, at home. But at this point, after seeing what we got out of those guys last night, seeing how well the defense translates into the playoffs, how well this defense travels to the Scotiabank Arena all the way in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, I believe in this team. Are we going to win this series? I don't know. Do we have a much better shot than I thought? Absolutely. So if other outlets and you know, other, you know, media personalities, you know, obviously their fan base, a lot of people are still picking them to win in five. That's fine. Like DJ said, after this game, nobody believes in us, but we don't care what anybody thinks. We're going to come out. We're going to play hard. We're going to play together. And that's really all that we can ask for out of this team. Now, going forward, Vooch needs to get it going. I mean, you, you look at, at the, you know, the games that a few of our guys had in this game. I mean, Vooch, 3 of 14 from the floor, 1 of 3, 11 points in this game. Terrence Ross, 10 points, 2 of 11 from the floor, 1 of 5 from 3. Aaron Gordon, 10 points in this one, 3 of 10 from the floor. Those are our three leading scores from this season. And people are thinking that, you know, because of the magic, you know, we shot... 14 of 29 from three in this game, that this was some kind of offensive aberration. That the Magic, you know, can't score 104 points against this vaunted Toronto Raptors defense. If Vooch gets it going, if we can find ways to to get Terrence Ross better looks and he starts to knock down shots, this is not going to be an easy series for the Raptors. Yeah, 
DJ Augustine is not going to come out and, and shoot nine of thirteen from the floor, scoring twenty five points, you know, in every single one of these games. But Vooch isn't going to go three of fourteen. Terrence isn't going to go two of eleven. Aaron isn't going to go three of ten. When it comes to Vooch, yes, we need to get him more looks in the post, but he also has to do a better job of sensing when that double team is coming and passing out of that double team. And then our other guys need to do a better job of you know swinging the ball to the open man or Evan, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Ross. Those guys need to do a better job of knocking down shots. Toronto was embarrassed in this first game. Kyle Lowry was embarrassed in this first game. He did not play well. So those guys are going to come out and give us everything that they have in game two. But if the Magic can keep up the level of defense that they played in this game, and then, you know, just to, to repeat this again, if, if Vooch can get it going, if Terrence Ross can be the human torch, if Aaron Gordon can knock down open shots, get away from the, you know, mid-lane fadeaway jumpers that at times he falls in love with, if he can just get to the basket, get fouled, get to the free throw line, get in any kind of rhythm, the Magic are going to be just fine. We're going to be in every single one of these games. Apart from that, you know, apart from, you know, a few of our guys not playing all that well offensively, yeah, there are a few things that, you know, we can clean up defensively. You know, I, I think we can do a little bit better of a job of, you know, helping out on Siakam and Kawhi Leonard and not lead, you know, not leaving Aaron and Jonathan Isaac on islands to play those guys one on one. But if Siakam and you know Kawhi Leonard are going to be the be the guys to beat you, then they're going to be the guys to beat you. I personally don't want to see guys like Danny Green or you know Fred Van Vliet, Jody Meeks, guys like that to come out and be the ones to beat us. But just so incredibly proud of the the way that these guys fought and played. Just so hyped up after that game. I thought that the game or the you know the games that these guys would be able to be you know steal would either be you know a, a game 2 or a, a game 3 the first game in Orlando or if or if they went down 3 games to 0 maybe you know they they stave off of elimination for a few games but to go into Toronto and take game 1 you know in front of I mean you could hear that crowd especially towards the end of that game just an absolute fantastic crowd out there in Toronto uh, but to go into that environment and to win this game, I know I'm rambling here, but just for this this team to be 11 games under 500 to go on a 22 and nine run to finish out the season, and then to go into Toronto and beat the number two seed when nobody believed in us to steal that game. I mean, this is not the magic of old. This is not the mentally weak team that we have seen fold and collapse so many times in the past. This team is for real. This team has a shot in this series. Are we going to win? Take my heart out of the equation. My head tells me probably not. But we have a chance. And two months ago, three months ago, if you would have told us that we were going to be in the playoffs up one game to zero, and we had a legitimate chance to beat Toronto in the first round, I probably would have passed out. So can't say enough about this team. Just 
a absolute great game, absolute great way to get the playoffs going. And all my fears about this team being too inexperienced or how they were going to respond in the playoffs, that's gone. This team is for real. The mindset after the game, you know, where they're they're not getting too high off of for most of them what was their biggest win of their entire careers. You know, they they know that this this series is long from over that they need to come out in game two, that Toronto is going to come back even harder, that these games are going to get more difficult and more challenging, and we're going to have to grind out even more possessions. So the mentality going forward, you know, these guys, you know, they're they're going to be ready. Really, that that's all I've got for, for game one here. Just can't be, you know, more proud of the way that that these guys played and the way that they responded to to that environment and to Toronto just making play after play after play and the magic just came back every single time you know with an answer or with a stop you know with a big shot DJ Augustine hitting the the biggest shot of of his entire life you know one of one of the biggest shots that that I can you know think back to you know going back to you know Hito Turkaloo's you know, game winner, you know, in, in Philadelphia in that, you know, 2009 run to the finals. So that's a, a shot that is going to go down in Orlando Magic history. Um, one of the, the great wins, this is going to go down as, you know, regardless as one of the great seasons in Orlando Magic history. So the guys are back at it Tuesday night. I think that game is going to be um, on TNT if I'm not mistaken, I think the the first four games here go like ESPN, then TNT, then ESPN, then TNT. Guys, you know, they have a few days off. Cliff's going to get them ready for, for game two. I'm you know confident he's going to make all the proper adjustments. But on the other hand, so is Toronto. Once again, I think offensively, game one was a little bit of an outlier, you know, for the Magic with, you know, DJ, you know, really going off and and carrying, you know, the offensive load. I expect, you know, game two to be a little bit more normal for the Magic, you know, offensively with getting Vooch going, getting Terrence Ross going. I'd like to see some more, you know, um, you know, pick and roll or, you know, some pin downs to, to get him, you know, open and get him some better looks at three. But, you know, I think Toronto did exactly what they wanted to do defensively in game one, taking away Vooch, taking away Terrence Ross and you know they made somebody else you know beat them and this night it just happened to be DJ Augustine yeah so we'll go into to Toronto on Tuesday night hope that we can pull out you know another win just so much fun to be a Magic fan right now any you know bandwagon fans we're welcome to have you guys guys that are coming you know fans that are coming back to the team you know after after seven years that just couldn't deal with the dysfunction and the turmoil in the franchise welcome back there's no hard feelings let's just all you know root this team on and hopefully um you know we'll be coming back to Orlando you know with a a two to nothing lead and then the Amway will really be rocking looking to go up you know three games to zero so once again guys this has been Jonathan Osborne with the six-man show hopefully we'll be able to make this your podcast home for the Orlando Magic playoff run here my co-host will we will be recording, you know, either Tuesday night or Wednesday, you know, after, you know, game two. We're going to be bringing you guys content all throughout the playoffs here as deep as this run goes. And then after the season, you know, we'll be releasing new episodes every Monday 
even you know throughout the the off season preseason you know getting ready for next year all the you know free agency stuff all the the draft stuff any roster you know acquisitions that go on during the summer we'll be you know going into to all of that you know obviously after the magic's season is over hopefully you know that will be you know hopefully that will be finishing in a nba finals run in june and then a downtown orlando parade but this team probably isn't quite there yet let's get through the first round and, and then see what happens next once again guys this has been the six man show thanks for listening we'll catch you guys next time Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!